You're listening to the Glad Tidings Church podcast, available on Podbean and iTunes. Hear the word of the Lord from Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 8. Before we read that, I'm going to just ask you next, not this afternoon, but next Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock. I need every man in this church to meet me for prayer. Ladies, you can come if you want to, but I need every man in this church to meet me for prayer. I think if the men will rise up and pray... On behalf of their communities, their families, God will do something mighty. So next next Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock, pastor to playoffs. Your team will lose if you're not here, I'm telling you. So come on, next Sunday, 4 o'clock, pray with me. Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. It rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth. You seeing that? And thick darkness over the people. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth of the seas will be brought to you. To the riches of the nations will come. To you, the riches of the nations will come. Verse 6. Herds of camels will cover your land. Young camels of Midian and Ephra. And all from Sheba will come bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord and all Keter's flocks will be gathered to you. The rams of Nebaioth will serve you. They will be accepted as offerings on my altar and I will adorn my glorious temple. Now we got a shift. A question is asked. Prophet Isaiah looking in the spirit sees something. He can't quite make it out. And he asked this question. Who are these that fly along like clouds, like doves to their nests? Who are these? Who are they? Today, in the context of rising up and understanding God's plan and purpose for his people, we're going to talk about who they are. So the Lord, today I pray in Jesus' name. You would cause this word to come alive in Jesus' name. Come alive, word of God, in our hearts and in our minds and in our spirits. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Today I want to bring you a message entitled, A Dream Come True. A Dream Come True. Before you're seated, turn to someone and say, that dream is for you. Can you do that? God has blessed us, but he has blessed us purposely. The reason he has blessed us is that he is requiring more of us, and he is resourcing us for the work that he has for us to do. 
The Bible says it's time to rise. Rise up, arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord rises upon you, and the darkness is over the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises upon you. This is a time to stand up, just as I mentioned last week, that Churchill had to stand up and to say no to the opposing forces of the Nazis and to say, we will stand up and defend our land. God is saying, it's time to rise up. It's a new day. We are his people. He has given us purpose. And our purpose is to shine for him. I want us to look at what our motto is as a church and I want us to say it together. Make sure we understand. Glad Tidings Church. Say it with me. Glad Tidings Church exists to glorify Jesus Christ and to see his life reproduced in people. And therefore, it's important for us to let the glory of the Lord shine through us. We are to reflect his glory in the earth. God has called us to purpose. God has called us to prayer. We're to look heavenward. God wants to bring salvation. God wants to increase praise. I've sensed that this morning. God's provision will come to his people. And in verses 6 and 7 of Isaiah chapter 60, it will even come from unexpected places. All of those places that are mentioned in verse 6, Midian and Ephah and Sheba, these are the distant places. Even the places of the Orient, God will bring the blessing to his people when we look in the context, indications are that this is talking about the day when Jesus will reign from Jerusalem, and the nations will come, and the people will come, and the resources will come, and there will be individuals who come from far-off places. But I also believe in studying this passage of Scripture that there is double fulfillment, and that it speaks to his church. Even Spurgeon said that this is not just for a future time. It is for God's people in these days. Adam Clark indicated that this is a place in time where God is saying, I want to build up my church. I want the glory of the Lord to shine on my people. You're a city on a hill that cannot be hidden, says the Lord. You are a, a light to the nations and we are to rise and shine for our light is come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon us and Isaiah looks ahead and in the context of seeing all of these individuals and all of these resources coming and I do believe that God has brought resources to us and he is doing that purposely but the question is asked it's as if Isaiah is having a dream, and in his dream, it's vivid, it's alive, and he sees something. He sees in verse 8 of chapter 60, he says there are these objects that fly along the clouds, and they're like doves, and they're going to their nests. Who are they? It's a dream. And it's a dream that he looks into the future and it has to do with all those who are coming to Jerusalem. And I believe that this also speaks about what God is bringing to his church. I like to dream. I like to look ahead and say, what if this could happen? What if this were to take place? And I want to just tell you that this dream that Isaiah is dreaming 
it is not just an ordinary dream. This is something that is in Scripture. This is not just Isaiah's dream. This is God's dream. God's dream for his people. That the resources will come. And that other things will take place to build up his holy city. And so I want to just tell you right up in front before we get into the nuts and bolts of this dream. That if God dreams something, it is not just a dream. His dreams become reality. God's dreams come true. Sometimes my dreams don't manifest. Sometimes yours may not always come to pass. But if God has declared it, God has dreamed it, then you can rest assured that the dream will happen. Say the dream will happen with me. Can you do that? It's going to happen. Now, the reason that I want to share this with you, I shared with my, my team this week that God has done some powerful things. God has blessed us financially, and we have been blessed in a lot of different ways, and God has brought people to us. We prayed, Lord, we need people who are skilled, people who can teach, people who can mentor, and God has brought people from various parts of the area, from various parts of the county, and I'm thankful that God has brought to us individuals who have a hunger and a thirst for Jesus. And I don't think that that is by accident. In fact, if, you, if you've been to Glad Tidings, you've come to Glad Tidings and you've made this your church or you're here and you've, you've come within the last three years, I want you to wave at me. Look around you. Can you see that? God has brought a lot of people here to this place. And I'm thankful that God is bringing people here. But I want to tell you that I have a deeper hunger. My deeper hunger is that people who don't go to church, people who don't know Jesus, people who have never experienced the power of God, that they come to know the Lord and they're released from their bondages, they're released from their failures, they're released from their struggles in life, and they find the goodness of the Lord. So I'm going to go ahead and let you know that I'm thankful for what God is doing, but I am not satisfied for us just to stay where we are. It is time for us to accept the dream of God and arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you and accept what God is getting ready to do. So Isaiah sees in this dream, he sees that in fact, there's something that's coming. I'm going to go ahead and tell you what that is. This dream that he is seeing is salvation in abundance. This is my dream too. This is God's dream too, that salvation comes in abundance. I'm thankful that there have been some who've come to Jesus. I'm thankful for conversions. I'm thankful for every now and then someone will come and accept Jesus as their savior. I mentioned to you just a week or so ago, I had the opportunity to lead someone to Christ over the phone, and, and those things happen, and they're wonderful. But I want to tell you that God wants to save people in abundance. 
God wants there to be a great harvest in these last days. This is God's dream. And I think about this passage of Scripture. If God is bringing resources, he's bringing different things to his city. He's bringing different things to his church. He's bringing different things. God also wants to bring the sons who have gone astray. He wants to bring the daughters who have gone astray. He wants to bring those who know nothing about the name of Jesus. He wants to bring them into fellowship with him. And my prayer is, oh God, let your dream come true. Can you say amen with me? Let the dream come true. Oh, sometimes I think about it when I talk with the staff and I'd say, you know, thankful for what God is doing. Thankful that we have people joining with us. But on the other hand, I long to see people weeping in these altars. I long to see people even lay their their paraphernalia on these altars. Lay their their broken lives on the altars and come to know him. Can that happen? Oh, they got to go through 20 years of counseling. I'm thankful for counseling. I'm thankful that God's able to minister. But I'm telling you, I believe that the Son of God can set people free. I still believe in the healing power of God. I still believe that God can set you free. Oh, God, let your dream come true. The dream for salvation and abundance. He looks into the future and it's, he, he sees these objects in flight. And he says, who are these that fly along the clouds? They're like doves going to their nest. I see these objects. They're like a cloud shape. And who are these people? And the resources come. The people are coming. The ships are coming. God is doing a powerful drawing. But also, I want you to understand, he's talking about salvation and people coming to Christ. This is that last day outpouring, the last day influx, the last day move of God. Listen to me. God is not coming for a beaten, broken down, hidden group of people who are just waiting and dying and holding on to everything. Listen, God is coming for a church that is vibrant, a church that is alive, a church that's full of praise. He's not coming for a church that's just wearily hanging on. No, I believe that he's coming for a bride full of splendor and glory so that he can take her to be his own. And I believe that God is going to add to his body. God is going to add to his church. There are a lot of people who are saying, well, we've had revivals in the past. We've had people who've been saved, people come to Jesus, and we've had different things. But, you know, I believe that now it's tough. There's darkness over the earth, and it's just tough. We're, I don't know how this is going to happen. Listen, you've got to understand that this is God's dream. This is what God says he's going to do. He's going to fortify his people. He's going to fortify his church. Who are these that fly along the clouds like doves to their nest? This is the last day outpouring. And these are the people who are coming to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. They're coming in flight. They're coming from different 
different areas. The Bible even says in verse 9 that surely the islands look to me and in the lead are the ships from Tarshish. I want to tell you whenever God has had a move of his spirit and he's impacted a city, people came from bus, they came on planes, they came in different areas, they came from different nationalities. When the spirit of God was poured out on Azusa Street in 1906, there were Asian people, African Americans, there were people from Anglo. They, God, listen, I'm thankful that we celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King and, and we, we're for National, uh, for King Day tomorrow, and I'm thankful for Dr. Martin Luther King. He stood up and he had a voice and he said, it's time for us to come together. But I'm going to tell you, I'm thankful for his work, but you want to know what will really bring healing among different people groups? You get them filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and watch what God will do. God will do a powerful work. We need a revival in our land. We need God to work in different people groups and God to cause us to come together. And But I, I pray that our dream, this is God's dream, and he wants his dream to come true. And we need, number one, we need to expect the dream to come true. God is saying, you have had a little mindset. You have had small thinking. I want to tell you that we've got to get in the mode of expectation for God to fulfill his dream. I'm expecting them to come on the hip. I'm expecting them to come from different places. Why not? We believe in the law of sowing and reaping. We've sowed in prayer, and we're going to continue to do that. That's another reason why next Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock, I need to meet with all the men well, ladies can pray too, can they? Yeah, but I need some men. Men, we got to rise up. It's time for to rise up for our families and pray. And so I'm going to ask you to come next Sunday afternoon at 4. But we're going to, I just really believe that when we sow, that there is a principle in Scripture of sowing and reaping. And when we hunger for people to know Christ, Psalm 126 and verse 6, it says, Those who go forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless shall doubtless, it's going to happen. They'll come again bringing their sheaves with them. It will happen when you begin to sow into the kingdom of God. The gospel is effective. The gospel has not lost any of its power. The gospel discerns the hearts of men. And the, I believe that when the work of God begins to take place in a person's heart, and they're cut to the heart, that they must commit their lives to Jesus. We believe in prayer. I believe in prayer. I was talking to Miss Elizabeth Settle. She's sitting right over there. And I'm telling you, that lady has prayed many prayers in this church over the years. And, you know, she was telling me about the power of prayer this morning. The older I get, don't try to tell me in your 20s that it does not work. I, I can run circles about where you have been. And I'm telling you, I've prayed, I've invested in the kingdom, and God has never failed me yet. What I have asked him for, he has delivered. And God will do that for his church in these days. We need to expect the dream to come true. Sometimes we're surprised when God answers a prayer. Acts chapter 12, they prayed. Peter was in prison. And God released Peter. And the people, and they were praying for Peter to be released from prison. And he knocked at the door after God had released him. And there was a servant girl named Rhoda. 
And she came out and said, it's really Peter. And she came back in. They said, well, who is it? They said, it's Peter. She, they said, oh, it must be his ghost. No, it's Peter. And he came. Listen, when you ask God for something, God is a God who answers prayer. I'm expecting the dream to come true. Once in a while, we have a convert. But God saves multitudes. God saves cities. God saves regions. Oh, let this dream come true. God, give us another Pentecost. Give us another outpouring of your spirit. It is time to enlarge your faith and increase your expectation. They are coming. God is going to bring them from the north, the south, and the east, and the west. Isaiah, in chapter 54, it says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. God has blessed us. And God is saying, I'm going to fill my house once again. The only place we've got room here. God has blessed us tremendously. You know what we need to expand? We need to expand our hearts. We need to expand our minds. We need to expand our visions. You may say, well, it's limited. We had a day in the past. Listen, my God is not a God of the past. My God is a God of the now and the future. And I know that if God did it one time, God can do it again. Oh, Lord, let the dream come true. We expect it. Number two, we expect many converts. Many converts. I'm expecting many people to come to Jesus. How is that, Pastor? Well, (laughs) when we look at the scripture and understand what it says in Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 8, Isaiah is saying, There's so many, they're flying like clouds. It's like a big cloud. Doves to their nests. And I I look at that. There's so many, when I, I look around me, there's so many people who don't know Jesus. There's so many who need Christ in their lives. There's so many who need to be delivered. There's so many who need to Christ to help them in their situation. I remember a while back there was a group of people who had a goal to reach one-tenth of one percent of the population to Christ. And I thought to myself, that's an admirable goal. And they had an actual number. I can't remember what that actual number was. But I also believe that God is saying, don't put a limit on what I am able to do. One or five or ten, I'm glad that God is able to bring people to him. But why not dozens? Why not hundreds? Why not thousands coming to the Lord Jesus Christ? Why not expect God to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think? God did not just die for a few. God died for, Jesus died so that men could know him. It's not his will that any should perish 
But that all come to repentance. And I want to see God do a great work in the earth. Lord, let your dream come true. Lord, let there be many who come to know you. So I just think you need to begin to pray. You begin to sing. You begin to prepare. Because when John got another vision in the book of Revelation, Isaiah is like the John of the Old Testament. He has visions and sees what God is doing. John saw a group of people that no man, listen, no man could number. He saw them from every tribe and from every nation. And so why not believe that God can save multitudes? God did it on the day of Pentecost. 3,000 people, later thousands more. He fed uh, men and women, probably over 20,000 individuals. Listen, God wants to do a work in the earth. Some of you have been limited because of what you've read and what you've heard and what other people have said. I'm praying that God would bring the dream about, Lord, let your dream come true. Can you say amen with me today? Let them come. Let them come from the north, the east, the south, and the west. I love the song that Mark Lowry wrote, Mary, Did You Know? And he talks about the Messiah and what he will do. And he goes to that part where it says that the blind will see The deaf will hear. The next part, the dead will live again. What's the next part? The lame will walk. The dumb will speak. The praises of the Lamb. Oh, Mary, did you know? I'm telling you, God's still in that business. There's some people who said that these miracles have died out. I'm telling you, that is a lie from the pit of hell. I believe that God is able to save to the uttermost. The Bible says that when he healed, he healed all. A-double-L, manners of sickness and disease. Oh, well, they're too far gone. I don't know what we can do. No, my God can do anything. I'm expecting God to do. These who are coming, they're coming like clouds, says the Bible. They're coming as a cloud. There's, there's many of them. They're just like a cloud. It's a, a cloud, just like in the Bible it talks about a cloud of witnesses, a great number of people. And so Isaiah seeing a cloud of the people coming to the Lord. And so he's saying, we've got to expect this. They're coming from different areas. Not a few, but I believe that God is saying the fields. The fe-. He didn't say the plants are ripe unto harvest. He said the fields are ripe unto harvest, but the laborers are few. Let's rise up and let's ask God to use us to bring in a last day. Great outpouring in the name of Jesus. I'm expecting the dream to come true. Number three, we should expect them to come to Christ in swift manner. Swift manner. Notice that they're flying like a cloud and they're flying like doves to their nest they're moving at a fast pace God is doing something very quickly they are driven by the spirit of God I believe that conviction is going to fall we're going to pray and we're going to pray in the harvest and they must have Christ they must come to know him like the Ethiopian eunuch who says what hinders me from being baptized right now I remember my first Sunday here at glad tidings 
years ago. And the Lord just really spoke to me. And it was a young man who came. This was my first Sunday here. And I think they were having a baptism that, that particular Sunday. And this young man came to know Jesus. And he stood right there. And he, he came up on the platform and said, well, can I go up there and be baptized too? And I thought to myself, well, you don't have a towel. You don't have... Somebody got him a shirt. Somebody, listen, we need to be prepared just like when you get ready for a baby. God is saying you better prepare your hearts. You better prepare some room. You better start singing over that nursery. You better get ready because I'm going to bring about some birth. I'm going to let this church be a birthing station. I'm going to let this be a place where people come to know Jesus. It's time for us to lose our little mentality and be satisfied with the status quo. I'm expecting it to come and they're going to come swiftly because God is going to bring them to Ruth McKay sitting on the front row. I can't tell you how many times she's told me that prophetically years ago, God said, I am going to do a quick work. I better not preach to she'll get happy. She just might run down here. That's all right. But the Bible says, who are these? They're like doves. They're flying. I can't get there fast enough. I'm like the prodigal son. How many of my father's hired servants have more than I do? I will arise and go to my father. They're coming. They're coming. God's going to bring them. They'll come from the north, the east, the south, and the west. Hell can't stop them because the spirit is beginning to draw them. Hell can't stop them because they're abandoning hell. They're abandoning the way of the transgressor. They're abandoning the ways of the evil one. Satan's a hard taskmaster and they're tired of the heavy loads and they've heard the words of Jesus come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest they're coming they're coming from different areas they're abandoning their former ways of life they want the benefits of Jesus they know that they're so much better than where they are bless the Lord oh my soul and forget not his benefits their benefits they're going to sense the time is short night is coming storms are brewing and do you know that doves in the midst of the storm, they want to make it clear to their home. They want to make it clearly to their nest. It eagles, they, they like the winds and the storms, but yet doves, they want to make sure they get there. They're going to come in swift manner and they move quickly and they're going to come boldly before the throne of grace. Oh Lord, let the dream come true. Bring them to us, Lord. I ask you today in Jesus' name, Lord, don't let us just be a church where we come and just have good worship and, and hear a word and we have a good time. Lord, I pray for the lost. I pray for people who don't know Christ. Lord, let there be a last day outpouring. Lord, let your dream come true. Oh, Lord, we accept the dream. Let it happen. Let it come quickly. I pray this in Jesus' name. How many are ready for the dream to take place? Hallelujah. We should expect converts to bring other ones. Notice it says, who are these? There are many, but there are a lot of people. They're flying together. How many of you know that? I'm telling you. 
I did a funeral earlier this year for a young man died of an overdose of drugs. And as I stood there before his casket, I looked out there and all his friends came to that funeral. And I thought to myself, God, I believe that if one of them can know you, it will impact the whole bunch. I want to take doves. I'm not a hunter, but don't doves fly in a flock or in a covey? Come on, hunters. Some of you know you've hunted quail before. Doves fly together. Birds of a feather fly together. That's not scriptural, but I think there's something called the homogenous unit principle. People of like, it's a sociological fact. People of like kinds are drawn to each other. If your thing is the club, then you go with others who like the club. If you like sports or whatever, you, 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 find some, you find some common ground. The Corvette Owners Club, whatever it is. I'm not in that, by the way. I just want you to know. But they all, they all come together over something similar. And I believe that when God begins to save and minister, as, as I learned in evangelism explosion, God might wipe out a whole nest of sinners. God might, he might deal with the, with the daddy or he might deal with the teenage daughter and mama and daddy might come. He might, he might deal with a sister and another sister might come. You know, God is interested in not just saving one, but he's interested in saving multitudes. He's interested in saving families. He's interested in saving cities. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Jonah reluctantly went to Nineveh and he preached repent and the whole city got saved. I'm telling you that we need to stop limiting God and we need to believe that God is going to bring others as well. It's not just a one and done. I want the whole shooting match. How many are with me today? I want God to do it. I want God to bring it. They'll flock because of the bread of life. They want that food for the soul. I thought about this and, and you may not be from Carter County. But usually if you're from Carter County, you don't feed the seagulls. If you, if you do, you're a deep dog. Ding botter. You've been on the ferry. And I can tell the people from New York or Jersey or wherever, Jesus loves them too. If you're here from New York or New Jersey, God bless your heart. God loves us people who came out of nowhere, too. But on the back of the ferry, you see them. A cracker. Some, some of them bring boxes of crackers. I want to say, give me that box. No, I just washed my car. <laughs> but they'll, they'll put a little bread, and the kids, here, here, darling, have some bread. And they'll toss it out, and... Here comes one seagull. And here's another one. And they keep throwing bread. And before you know it, you can't see the sun for all the seagulls. I thought about that, and here's what Isaiah said. 
He said, they're like clouds. They're like clouds. When I was a kid, I remember in, in my hometown, just there was a migration. Have you been in your backyard and you've seen like a lot of birds flying over, flying south or, or coming back north? And it was almost as if the birds were, these were dark. These were dark. And, and the birds were covering the sun and they were in migration or migratory flight. And I believe Isaiah is seeing this here. But he's seeing doves, like they're like doves, and they're coming in, and they're like the clouds, says Isaiah. And there are many families that are coming. I believe that God wants to do a work so that he reaches back and gets grandmama and granddaddy. He gets the children. Man, I'm telling you, Lord, why don't you just save the whole tree? Go on down to the roots. Go up to the branches. Lord, let your dream come true. I'm expecting many converts, as the Bible says, that they come. These are mentioned. Let's go to number, let's go to, where are we? Number five? I don't know. I like this sermon. I'm preaching longer. I don't know. All right. We should expect a powerful change. You've got to get this one now. We should expect a powerful change in their nature. Y'all don't want a dry sermon, so I got to get my water. When I look in Scripture, the dove is a symbol of what? Come on. Somebody said peace. The dove is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was at his baptism. Do you remember? Jesus is there in the water. A dove descended from heaven, lighted on him. And then a voice from heaven, God the Father, saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. You see the Trinity right there in his baptism. The Holy Spirit comes to empower him, comes to anoint him for ministry. And so therefore, the Bible says that they're coming and they're coming as doves. It's a work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is doing this work. And the doves are coming to their nests. And I believe that for too long we have preached a move of God without purity or change or holiness or maturity. And I believe that God is saying, these that I am bringing, I am going to cause them to be my instruments. They will be pure. They will be set apart. I'm going to do a work in their lives. People, listen, this is the beautiful thing about it. I, I have seen people who have come to Jesus and they've only known him for one or two months. And they don't have the hang-ups that some people who have that have known Jesus for 50 years. Are you with me today? They'll believe God for everything he says. They'll take him at his word. I'm, I sat beside a young lady. And, and she, was a, she was a nun. At, and uh, God filled her with the power of the Holy Spirit. And she went to Regent University, and I sat beside her that particular day, and she was so excited about Jesus, and, and she knew the Word. Man, she knew the Word better than I did. And I said, how long have you really been a student of the Word? She said, about a year and a half. And I thought to myself, Lord, these people are hungry for you. These, these people are just gullible enough to believe what Jesus said and do what he said to do. 
I believe God is going to bring them. And there's going to be a change in their nature. There's going to be a willing spirit. And I believe they're going to love the Lord with all of their heart, soul, and mind. Doves are coming. They're coming in humility. Do you realize that doves care about their mate? That means they're going to love their families. Doves have a gentle nature. They desire peace. Some of you mentioned that. They, they don't like conflict. Notice that Isaiah said that he did not see a cloud of buzzards. He did not see a cloud of hawks. He didn't see a cloud of ravens. He saw them as a cloud. They're flying as doves to their nest. There's a nature change. God is doing a work in them. They're going to be yielded to Jesus. They'll abandon their bad attitudes and their fleshly appetites for the Lord. The fruit of the Spirit is going to be developed in their life. Let's believe the doves will come. Let's believe that God will do a work in their lives. Oh, Lord, I'm praying, let your dream come true. You know, there's a difference between doves and other birds. In fact, when you look in the Old Testament, you'll notice there's a difference between doves and ravens. When, Mo, when Noah was in the ark, what is the first bird that he sent out? He sent out a raven. Why did that raven not come back? Anybody know? That raven didn't come back is because of the dead flesh and the dead animals that were floating in the water. And a raven, hear me, a raven feasts on things that are dead. Now I want you to understand what happened when he sent out the dove. The dove came back first time. Couldn't find anything. Came back the second time with what? Not a piece of meat. Not a piece of dead flesh, but what? Something green. This is not a, a message for vegans. All right, I'm going to tell you this right now. But he came back with something that was living Something that's alive. Then he sent him the third time. He didn't come back. Why? Because he found the tops of the trees. He found life. He found the good things. I'm going to tell you the difference. Here's the difference between those who love Jesus and those who don't. And, and some carnal Christians. If you love Jesus, you want the fresh word of God. You want a fresh move of the Spirit. You want the freshness of being involved with the people of God. You want the Holy Spirit to work in your life. You want a living word. You want what's alive. But I want to tell you something. If you are a person who is consumed with your flesh, you have the attitude and you have the nature of a raven. And God is saying... I'm going to bring some doves. I'm going to bring people who are hungry for me, who want the fresh move of God. And God wants to bring this about. And so you know what? You've got to decide today whether you're going to feast on what is fresh or what is dead. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, talks about the fact that you were dead in your transgressions and sin, in which you used to live. Say used to live. When you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us lived among them at one time. We were like a raven, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts like the rest we were by nature deserving of wrath. If you're not following Jesus today, let me just give you a picture of what's happening. There is a rope around your spirit 
And the enemy's just pulling you to that which will feed your flesh. And you will live according to your flesh because you are tied to the enemy. But when you have the nature of the dove, I'm telling you, the chains come off of you. And you begin to understand there's better food than what you have been eating. I remember going to college, and I'm not putting anybody down, but I'm telling you what, cafeteria food, oh, I prayed immensely while I was there. I'm, and while I was in college. And, you know, a lot of us would say, well, let's go eat here. And I'd say, why do you want to eat there? It's free in the cafeteria. I said, yeah, but it's good. Well, we would pay for food that was better than what was already paid for because it was fresh and because it was good. What did they have in the cafeteria? I don't know, mystery meat. We didn't know what it was. <laughs> if you find what you've been looking for, you will give up. You will sell it all. You find the pearl of great price. And you'll find out that it's fresh. It's living. It's alive. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 4 says this. Let's look at that passage of scripture. Through these you've been given his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption of the world caused by what? Evil desires. And so you've turned your desires over to Jesus and you begin to see God's ways are better. God's going to do a work in the nature of his church. Listen, there are, and I'm not putting anybody down today. I'm telling you that God wants to bring about a renewal and a revival of conversion. Not someone just saying, well, I said yes to Jesus and I shook a pastor's hand and I come to church every Sunday. No, God wants to do a change in your heart. God wants to do a change in your nature. And I'm telling you that the Son of God can set you free and give you different desires because he came to give you life and life more abundantly. Lord, give us the spirit of the dove. Give us the spirit that says, I want the Holy Spirit. Give us peace. Give us humility. Give us love for each other and our families. Let us fly together. Let us love one another. Give us purity in our hearts. Oh God, we want the dream to come true. Lord, let the clouds of your people come. Bring them from the north, the east, the south, and the west. Let it be a quick work. Let it be a work that will you, only you can do. We expect more than what we have expected in the past. Are you expecting more? Can you say amen to that today? I believe in the natures to change. I believe that people are going to have a hunger for the word. I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to move. And I believe that just as the dove represents the fresh food, the Holy Spirit, it represents a symbol of authority. The dove lighted on Jesus before his ministry. And I believe that God will give us an incredible anointing to proclaim the word of God in these last days. Lord, let the dream come true. I want you to get ready for a dream. It's going to come. It's God's dream. And we believe that God will work and move. And we will say, in essence, when they have... Listen, this is what is going to happen. I think you're going to be surprised at what God does in these last days. And the way in which he does it. I'm, Jeff and Nicole are here today and I'm, I'm looking forward to talking with them. They went to Scotland to minister... And when all of the refugee situation took place, God brought people from Islam to the city where they were. Isn't that interesting? 
God brought the Islamic people to them. Now, I'm not talking politically today, and I know I'm not talking about a wall and all that kind of stuff today. I'm not talking. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. God brought those people to where they were, and they've been able to feed them and minister to their children and share Jesus with them. Isn't that awesome? God brings the people to you. God brings you opportunities. God brings you things that you could never do on your own. And But God says, I'm going to bring them. It's going to be like a cloud. The doves are going to come to their nest. It's going to be a quick work. It's going to be a swift work. Lord, let your dreams come true. I believe that suddenly it's going to happen. God will shake the earth once again. And the last thing I want to just say is it's going to be a surprise. Surprise, like Gomer Powell. Surprise, surprise, surprise. You are not going to believe what God is going to do. God, I, sometimes I have sh- I've just shook my head, even in natural things. God, I don't know how you did that. How did you work in that situation? Lord, I could not have done that in five, ten years. I could never have enough money to take place. I could never have enough skill to negotiate it. But God, you did it. Listen, don't you ever say that God can't do the impossible. I believe that we need to expand our thinking, expand our faith, expand our vision, expand our borders, expand our hearts, expand our minds. They're going to be different than we are. They're going to have different looks about them. They're going to have different color hair. They're going to have tattoos all over them. And they're going to look different. Some may come in three-piece suits. Some might come in two-piece suits. Some might come and I don't know what kind of things. They wear toboggans. Some don't wear it. I might get a toboggan and wear it myself. I'm telling you, they're going to look different. They may have different jewelry. They may speak a different language. They may do things a little differently, but I'm telling you, the same blood that purchased my salvation purchased theirs too. They're coming. It's going to be like a cloud. They're going to be like the doves. They're going to come to their nest. God's going to bring it about. It's a work that he only can do. Oh, Lord, let the dream come true. How many of you are ready for the dream of God? This is not just my dream. This is God's dream. You've got to accept God's dream. Come on, stand with me today. Who are these? That's probably somebody and has been in the church for 50 years. Who are these people? Who are they? What are they doing here? They're hungry for Jesus. They're like clouds. They're coming. And I'm thankful that God will fulfill His word. What does that mean? That means you and I are going to have to adjust. You're going to have to change. Change, change, change. It's going to happen. You know what? I, I, I got to share this, and then we're going to pray. I had a youth pastor in Georgia. His name was Tommy Chester. I know we're on the Internet right now, but I really don't care who hears this. I'm going to say it. Let me, let me tell you something else. You know, there, there are about four or 500 people in this room today. Do you realize last Sunday, by Monday morning... There were probably 1,400, 1,500 views of this service. There's more on the outside. There are more on the outside. (laughs) 
I had, I had a youth pastor. His name was Tom Chester. And this guy, he was, he was the style man. And he looked like Steven Seagal. He had a ponytail. He went on down his back. And I knew this kid. Man, he was so creative. He had more creativity in his little finger. And I said, man, if I could get that guy to be my youth pastor, I know great things will happen. So I hired him. And a man came to me and said, is he going to cut his hair? Help us, Father. Help us, Father. If we are stuck on that stuff, then we need another move of God to clean up the church before we can receive the people that God's going to bring to us. I like this hair. In fact, I was envious because I can't grow one like that. Somebody said, well, you, you mean you're going, he'll be there among the children. He'll influence. I said, that's great. Maybe they're just swinging off his ponytail, having a good time. God's going to work outside of your box. It's going to be amazing. I'm ready for God to bring them on the hill. I'm ready for them to come from the ships of Tarshish. I'm ready for them to fly like the clouds. I'm ready for the nature of God to be imparted into them. I believe it's going to be a good work, a God work, a quick work, a quick work. So here's what we're going to do. Things don't happen unless we pray. I love my mother-in-law. Thank God for her. Yeah. Mother-in-law jokes don't apply to me. I'm just going to tell you. But she said, Tim, we got to have corporate prayer. I'm telling you, that's, where, that's why we're in this room where we are today. Some people begin to pray. Elizabeth Settle was on Ruth McKay. Some Miss Clarabelle over here. Some different people prayed. God says... I got to raise up a new generation who know how to pray. And if we're going to get this harvest, you better learn how to pray. You better call on the name of the Lord. I'm telling you, God's going to give you a love for prayer. That's why the Lord said, start with the men. Get them out here. Let's begin to call on the name of the Lord. I refuse to let the enemy have your children. I'm going to intercede. I'm going to believe God. And I'm going to believe God to do a great work in their lives. I know it's been longer, our worship was longer, my message was longer. But I want to tell you, it's time for us to pray. It is. Thank you for listening to the Glad Tidings Church podcast. For more sermons, please search for Glad Tidings Church on Podbean and iTunes. For more information regarding our church, Sunday morning services, and other groups and gatherings, please visit our website at gladtc.com.